0: Well, welcome. Here we are at the end of this six-part series on resilience called Built for the Storm. I'm enjoying another wonderful cigar. In fact, it's the same one I had a couple of podcasts ago, which actually, for the record, was recorded about two weeks ago. So you might have just been listening to these one right after the other. So it's the same cigar that I had a couple of weeks ago. I have a few of them left. This is called the Laranja. (laughs) It's really quite good. I like it a lot. So that's why I'm having another one now down the road here a little bit. So if you are a cigar smoker, you might want to look at one of those. They're great cigars. Kind of hard to find, I've discovered, but they're quite good. So I'm going to enjoy that while we have a conversation. I wish you were here. If you were sitting right here across from me, across from the table, of course, I'm in a kind of a darkened and quiet sound booth hopefully better sound quality than the last time we recorded a podcast when we were playing dueling microphones with folks who were uh, chopping down trees and using chainsaws up the hill a little bit from us but uh, we haven't uh, we haven't been able to edit all that sound out but it was uh, it's okay hopefully it wasn't too annoying now there's nothing going on listen ah oh, it's quiet i'm in a different location (laughs) but let's let's jump into what we want to talk about today let's put all of this together how is it that some people and their teams are built for the storm not a lucky accident of birth or a or a roll of some genetic dice that you are resilient think about this you've actually put yourself together And have been assisted by those who love you so that you are built for the storm. You know that storms are the norm and that calm waters, as delightful as they are, are more rare than the storms. So you want to become more resilient. What do you do? Where do you go with all this stuff that I've been sharing with you? What's next? And you're asking yourself perhaps, how can I become more resilient? How can I not try to avoid the storms or just barely get through them clinging on for dear life, but lean into them, maybe even thrive in the middle of of those storms? Well, how do you become more resilient? First, look for someone who you think is built for the storm and sidle up to him. (laughs) Interview him or interview her. Use that iceberg model that I shared with you in the first uh, of these podcasts to prompt your questions ask them about their values ask them what how they've changed their values and how they've uh, identified something that's really important to them that didn't used to be important to them how they've shuffled their values around and, and therefore have set themselves up to be someone who is resilient and built for the storm ask them about their mental models and how they've changed their mind what they now believe is true that they didn't used to and how has that influenced them Ask them about their habits and ask them about their disciplines. Use that to try to understand how they think and what they've done. A little bit of a sidebar thought here. They may not think of themselves as built for the storm like you do. They might just think of themselves as, well, it's just how I am, or maybe they'll think, well, it's just common sense, or I don't know, it just kind of works for me. They may not have really thought through how they're built for the storm. Here's the second idea. It revolves around an experience I had with my beloved Uncle Marv way back in the day around a bunch of horses. Uncle Marv, he's the one I talked about in the very first very first podcast in this series, uh, I'll call Built for the Storm. Uncle Marv uh, was with me one day. I was out working on something and whining and complaining about how difficult something was and how busy I was, and I don't know how to handle this. And he looked at me, his his steely blue eyes, and smiled and said, boy, there's a whole nother level of busy. I remember my reaction to that was something like, oh no, I thought this level of intensity that I'm experiencing right now was as intense as it's ever going to get and all I need to do is just kind of survive it. But the reality that there's a whole nother level washed over me. And he smiled, grinned, chuckled a little bit from a knowing position in life that the storms, the intensity, the word busy was what he used, were more the norm than what I was thinking they were. That's the second idea. Realize there's a whole nother level. <laughs> you know, I kind of want to be at that level. I remember after the shock of that, after the, the nervousness that that created in me, thinking I want to be the kind of person who can live joyfully at a whole nother level of busy. <laughs> but not just busy. Significance and impact. All right, here's the third idea. You can become one of these resilient people as you adjust your values. Remember what values are? They are the answer to the question what really matters to me? They are little engines that help us make really good decisions. You can become more resilient as a person if you answer the question is it time for me to rearrange what matters? to me. And then maybe it's appropriate for you to write it out. Sit down somewhere in the quiet and write out what really matters to you. And ask yourself this question, is what really matters to me that important? Do I need to rearrange it? Do I need to create a new value? And do I need to reprioritize what matters a lot to me? And then separate what matters to you from what you wish mattered to you. And look at it all through the lens of what values would make me more resilient. For example, comfort and security might matter a lot to you. Therefore, you have slowly, slowly shrunk your world so that you can be secure and comfortable. Well, maybe it's time to reevaluate that. Maybe it's time to have the value of adventure over comfort, of impact over security. Just a thought. Also, remember what our mental models are. Our mental models are these maps we've created, these models we've created in our head of ourselves and of the world around us. And perhaps I'm believing something to be true that's not actually true, or it used to be true, but it isn't true anymore. Remember the power of the mental model. Change how you think about how you think. Here's another idea. Remember the habits we talked about? Perhaps it's time for you to replace those habits that are making you brittle, and afraid, with ones that will actually make you resilient and joyful in the middle of the storm. And then there's disciplines. Disciplines aren't as hard as they look, and to be a disciplined person isn't out of your reach. Discipline really, as you recall, is just the application of willpower for the first few seconds of doing the right thing. And then, you, once you get moving, once you start to do the right thing, you don't need a lot of willpower. Because you'll start acting like it's a habit. It just takes the first few seconds. And eventually, sooner than you think, your very disciplines will become habits. Well, what about teams? Maybe you've been thinking about that too. And I'm particularly interested in why and how highly resilient people attract other people like them to themselves, to their mission, to their goals, to their enterprises. Can teams also be built for the storm? Well, of course they can, but here's some thoughts. Their individual values as individual team members, must be all very similar. Not exactly the same, but very, very similar. That is what matters to one must generally matter to everyone on the team. And they all have to know about the idea of mental models. They all have to have what we call a growth mindset rather than a fixed mindset. They're in it to grow. They're in it to learn. They can change and anyone else can too. That's a growth mindset. There's more to learn rather than, oh, wow, that's just who I am. You just got to live with it. That's a fixed mindset. And They're set apart, these resilient teams, by their disciplines. Just like resilient individuals, resilient, high-performing teams have a particular set of disciplines that they practice as a team. If you've listened to my podcasts before or you've read the book, The Five Disciplines of High-Performance Teams, you know what these are. You've recognized them. But if not, let me go through them very briefly and quickly for you. There are five disciplines that these high-performing teams that end up being built for the storm all practice. Discipline number one, we call it showing up. They show up, which means two things. They fulfill their promises. They do what they say they're going to do all the time, every time, every time, every time. The second part of showing up is they show up mentally. They are there. They keep their head in the game. That's the first discipline. The second discipline is they pay attention relentlessly to their impact that they have on one another. They are intentional about the impact they have on one another. In in fact, they dare one another to be better every day, every time. There's a third discipline. They are authentic. They practice authenticity. How do they do that? They value direct experience over reading about or hearing about or watching experience. They are in the arena, to quote Teddy Roosevelt. The fourth discipline that they practice is they get results. <laughs> because what's a team for after all? It's not just to make everyone feel good and laugh and joke and have a good time, although that is a big deal. That's not why they're there. Why they're there is to get results so they know from the very beginning what the results they're trying to achieve are and they win they win and they win and they win and you know and i know winning people winning teams keep right on winning it's easier to win the next time when you win this time they get results that leads us then of course to the fifth discipline that these highly engaged people practice when they are in high performance teams they have fun They really, really enjoy their work. Well, because they won, (laughs) right? They celebrate all along the way. They enjoy the work itself as well as winning. They make it a point to have fun. Their humor is different. It is of the affiliative nature. It pulls people in instead of pushing people out. They have fun. In fact, that's what you see most from the outside of a highly resilient team that's built for the storm. They're laughing a lot. They're having fun. It's an adventure for them, no matter what it is that they're actually doing you can reverse that too, by the way. If your team's not having fun, well, it's because they're not getting results. If they're not getting results, it's probably because they're not being authentic. They're not having direct experience. They're just sitting around planning to have experience. (laughs) If they're not authentic, well, why? Well, it's because they're not paying much attention to the fact that they all have massive impact on one another. And if they're not paying attention and not daring one another to be great, well, why? It's because they don't show up They're just not really having their head in the game. They're giving everyone else an excuse for not being wonderful and great. So that's how that all works together. Those are the disciplines that they all practice. So we've looked closely at people who are built for the storm over these six podcasts. Have you seen yourself? I sure hope so. I can think of several of you who I know will be listening to this and I have described you in almost every uh, category in every way. Some of you are truly built for the storm. If you saw yourself in this, get specific about what you saw in the values, in the mental models, habits, and disciplines of resilient people. Get really specific. Yeah, that's me. Or, oh, I don't, I don't do that or anything close to that. And then build on what you're already doing. If you saw something here that does not describe you, (laughs) because you might have, but you wish it did, then decide right now that you're going to focus on that one thing and get really good at it. Give yourself a month of intentional focus in that area and you'll be surprised how much of a difference it will make. Because, my friend, the storms are not going away. In reality, calm waters and sunny days are only a part of your life. Storms return with predictable intensity. So change how you think about yourself and become someone who loves the calm and the storms. There's no storm that comes your way or washes over your team that's not common to people. But what is uncommon is to become that kind of person who joyfully weathers the storms because you're built for it. We can learn a lot from the examples of folks who are really resilient that we meet. But ultimately, your resilience is up to you. One more thing. Surround yourself with storm lovers. (laughs) Don't surround yourself with the kind of people who create fake storms, who love to create drama everywhere they go. But surround yourself with people who choose adventure over comfort, who live for a larger purpose than personal gain, and who love the work. A small group of people like that, working together on a worthy cause, whether it's raising a child or raising the standards of society, are a force of nature. So my friend, thanks for joining me in these six podcasts about being built for the storm. I appreciate it if you were right here. I would open a bottle of bourbon and share it with you and share a cigar if you enjoy smoking cigars. So now it's time to put on your rain gear and head into the storm. And if you want a little bit more of this kind of thing, but you want to be able to see it instead of just hear it, why not run over to the Hilt Academy YouTube channel? You'll probably need to search it as one word, Hilt Academy, H-I-L-T Academy, and then it'll pop up for you. We've got a whole bunch of hopefully helpful and kind of fun videos that support this that are a part of our company called the Hilt Academy, which stands for High Impact Leadership Training. Because Sometimes we... Uh, you know, we make, uh, we make things harder than they need to be. <laughs> and the Hilt Academy is all about some small changes that you can make that make a big difference right away. Why not run over there and check that out if you're someone who enjoys YouTube? And then if you like it, go ahead and subscribe. You know how to subscribe on YouTube. doesn't cost anything, you just hit subscribe and enter your email and then it will send you YouTube and its gloriousness will send you updates every time or notifications every time that we have a new video which come out once every week. Got about a hundred of those videos. Hopefully they'll be helpful for you. Thanks for joining me in today's School of Leadership. This podcast is part of the Archimedes Experiment, leveraged wisdom from the world's most effective leaders. If you're interested in more, go to my website, dhicks.com. Remember, my first name has only one E. Well, you'll find more short and helpful podcast books and blog posts. If this was helpful... Maybe even share it with some of your friends. Have a great day.